Like, what? Make it make sense, sis. tuning into another episode of make it make sense podcast i am your boy phase 412 and today i am joined by a very special guest um skylar is not on the program tears tears right but we do have sis. more family right shout out to sis you know what i mean she's working right now um but uh we do have one of my bros here man this is my it's not only my friend one of my best friends but this is like family to me you know what i'm saying sure. since i was a young little whippersnapper little jit if you from florida right and i came up from virginia you know what I'm saying? Big head, big head nigga with glasses, right? Didn't know nobody came moved to Pittsburgh. This is one of the first men that I met, and he's been my friend ever since. My boy Darnell, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo, what's yo, saying? yo. What's up? What's up? Yes, sir, man. And thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. This is a yeah, you know. this is a nice, this is a good podcast for me, right? Because this was a subject matter recently. Um, Sunday, actually, this past Sunday it was Father's Day. Right. And so I wanted to I've been wanting to do podcasts with special guests, you know, that, you know, since I started podcasting. Right. It's been me and Skylar. And then I wanted to branch people in. And when the Father's Day came around, all I was thinking about and this, this is a this is a, uh, an enlightened time for black men. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like this Father's Day was one of the Father's Day that we could take control. Right. Because every other Father's Day has always been about them bitter moms. You know what I'm saying? Who I'm the mother and the father. You know what I'm saying? How can you say happy Father's Day when you ain't around your kid? All them bitter bras. Right. I, I didn't feel that energy this year. Right, it was felt, there. It was some. It was out there. I it said, was you, out there. Bro, you, it was like seen it. it was yeah, like, exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it yeah, wasn't yeah. like coming in a full force. Like men, I felt like this was a good year for us. And so, oh, yeah. I wanted to do a podcast on black fatherhood, right? And I was like, I know. Okay, wait. I know way too many black fathers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> As I think about it now, I'm like, I want. I was about to say, I wanted to make sure one of my homeboys was on here who had a kid, who understood the experience, you know what I'm saying, who was able to speak on it since I don't have kids of my own. And then I was like, okay, so yeah, that's definitely Darnell. And I was like, wait, that's Scoop, and that's Mom, and Tay, and Okay, so now I, have a, I know a lot of, like, Dame got a couple kids under yeah, his belt. Yeah. Brian got a basketball Dame was team. actually, I think Dame after, Dame was the first one out of our, like, our crew to have a kid. Right, like, and bro, like who? all of y'all wasted no time. You know what I'm well, saying? It, well, one thing I would say about like even Dame, like just to, like you know, just to uh, just to give props to our brother. I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, having a having a son now and thinking about like you know when we was in high school and he, and when he had his daughter, you know, I mean, I give much, much, Man, much, props. much, much props to Damien for for actually you know just being a dad and actually you know right. just mentally you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, that shit looked like that was a in lot. high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, these niggas was firing on all cylinders early. Man, you know what I'm saying? But that man. was a lot to take over. And then they're all tremendous fathers. They're all heavily involved in their kids' life. Thank so I really could have picked any one of y'all motherfuckers, yeah, right? Yeah. But let's just be honest. You the nigga who talks the best. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just keep it real. Like, we know our friends. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it about, <laughs> I'll you know, take I love, that. I'll I love them niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell them in the group right, chat right. later on. Y'all niggas can't talk. <laughs> <Let's just> keep... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no. So I want to. I appreciate it. Thank you. Like I said, this is a positive black man. Um. He will be. I know you got some some things brewing in the future yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, trying to sir. get to this podcast community, man. I, I know you got a, you got a business podcast you're trying to kick off, man. What's up yes, with that? Yes, sir. Right, um, so, you? 
So what I want to do is uh, pretty much uh, start a business podcast called uh, "What the Bi- What the Business." Uh, pretty much, you know, what the but with mm. the business, um, pretty much is what we're going to dive into on this podcast is just talk about um, like social issues, whether it's sports, whether it's, um, you know, just our culture, whether it's just everyday taxes that people got to go through, whether it's getting your credit right and how business affects us on a daily, how how you can look at a, a person, uh, say uh, someone like Jay-Z and actually mirror your life towards that and right. actually see how, you know, on, on, on Jay-Z's first album, he said, you know, he, he was saying the things that he's saying now, mm-hmm. but because he was just looked at it as a rapper, people were like, yeah, all right. But now that he's a billionaire, people were like, oh, he was oh, saying some shit. Oh, he was saying something. Like, right. you know, uh, so, you know, pretty much break that down. And, um, you know, uh, uh, like I told you before, use another example, like Drake, how, you know, my man was just on the Degrassi, just acting mm-hmm. like, and he looked like a straight cornball. But now mm-hmm. that he got a jet, and a beard. And a beard. Shit changes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different. It's a little like, different. So, it's a little different. So, yeah. I mean, well, 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 let me correct myself. He has a, a Boeing 7. You don't need to correct yourself. 75 or whatever it is. A jet is a fucking just, jet. You don't need to yeah, correct yourself. Yeah, I mean, yourself, but, but, like. but, but what he has is more expensive than a jet. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little different. Yo. So, uh, you know. But, yeah, no, no. That's pretty much the basics of it. No, nah, no. Nah. So, we'll be checking out for that. That's I feel like that's something that, especially now, in a time where more entrepreneurs and people are trying to get involved with owning their own and creating their own streams of wealth, you know, somebody like you who got started <laughs> from the bottom, you know what I'm saying? And has worked your sure. way up into a successful businessman sure. yourself. You know what I mean? You have those tools and knowledge and especially in a way, like in manifesting all of that context and putting it into kind of verbiage in which you can understand, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I've tried, uh, you know, me and you, we've, we've talked about businesses in the future and all that. And I've been kind of, you know, taking my own personal dive into maybe starting my own, yeah, um, sure. and I, I, you know, I read these articles and I look around and bro, look, I'm not like, I'm not the brightest bulb, you know what I'm saying? Out the box. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I shine a little brighter than others on a good day. You know what I'm saying? But some of that stuff is just confusing, right? Some of that stuff oh, is just, sure. it, it just doesn't make sense. And an ironic podcast for making it make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? So having somebody like you, and I've talked to you plenty of times, somebody who can break it down to you in a much more succinct and compact way in which you can understand, I think it'd be very beneficial. So we're definitely going to keep it out for, uh, for what the businessman coming soon. Um, but I'm glad to have you on the podcast now. Kind of, you know, pop your podcast cherry, you know what I'm saying? More positive, you know, positivity, right. Bringing more positive black men, um, to the forefront media. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, this has been a good year for us, right? It's 2019. Just last week, Wednesday, June 12th, y'all, y'all niggas, if y'all knew me, y'all knew I was going to get into this, right? It was a special holiday for us black men. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like a revolution, a breath of fresh air. Speaking my truth now. I'm speaking my truth now. Oh, man. It was a take back your power, kings. It was National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. That was Wednesday, June 12th, one week before Juneteenth, all right? That's important. You know what I'm saying? Very important. I I just want to know, I see a lot of hating, bro. I'm going to just keep it a bang here. I see a lot of hating on the movement, right? And this is some hatred, not only just from, you know where, you know, the female side. Um, but I've even seen some disdain from within our own male circle. So I'm going to ask you, yeah, I'm going to ask you, right? What do you think about the black man? I, I just heard you saying the tune, so I know it's in your spirit. I can feel it oh, in your man, spirit. That's a, I, I mean, come on now. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think about the whole black man don't cheat movement, man? How you feel? Um, 
I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, th I think it's a beautiful movement. I think that um, uh, if you guys hear my son, I'm. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I should have mentioned that earlier. I knew he was there the whole time, but he was quiet. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he got his Mickey Mouse on, so he's he's fine. But uh, yeah. Um, this is actually a black father. Black father podcast because we got yes. black kids in the back. That's what we. Oh, uh, exactly, exactly. But um, so. What I think about the what I think about the movement, it's a beautiful movement. I think that um, I, I think a lot of people get it confused. I think that uh, you know when we you know me when me and you first started talking about it, mm -hmm. um, we was uh, in a in a group chat with our you know one of our other brothers, and um, right. I think the misconception of it, I think that uh, it's the messenger because it's not coming from somebody that's like a well, Malcolm X. Or is that coming from Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's not so much. It's not coming. Like, I mean, let's be honest. You know, Charlemagne, if, if I, I've read Charlemagne's book, I, I kind of am a fan of Charlemagne. So I know mm -hmm. more what he's about. But to the average fan, mm -hmm. they're like, this guy's a clown. And right. then Duval, of course, I mean, he's you know, we're not looking. Yeah, like, uh, like, right. yeah. They're looking at it so, like a joke. Right, exactly. And I think that's what, you know, we got from, uh, you know, from our brother the other day, um, is that, you know, a lot of people just are not thinking of it as like something that's serious. Mm -hmm. um, now, from what I do think is birth conversations like this, that we're like, we're, me and you are actually looking at each other saying like, man, like, cheating is really corny as hell. Like, why mad are we corny. doing that shit? You know what it's, I'm saying? It's mad corny. Let's just mad put it corny. Like, it's, right. it's, it's way too stressful. Out. Like, it, and more importantly, and my, and my thing is, man, so my, my whole feeling on it is very simple. It's like as much positivity as you can bring to something, do it. Because whether you, whether you take it as a joke or not, there's a black man out there like myself, like it's, you're not taking it as a joke. You know what I'm saying? I'll use it. I'm going to throw it in your face because I mean it. You know what I'm saying? And to, for me, it's confusing, right? And it's not conf I get the message, right? And I get exactly what we're accomplishing. But we're trying to attempt to accomplish by taking back your power and just being faithful to black women, right? Who have for years and decades have told us, right? Not argued, not screamed, not asserted, but told us all the things we were doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? And how we were treated, how we were affecting them in their community. And now we've responded to that. And this is where my confusion lies. Now that we've responded in the way that was wanted, right? In the way that you wanted us to respond, now all of a sudden, you don't take it serious. So, I, I mean, Charlamagne says something that, that, I, that uh, a quote that I love, and he was like, you know, you have to prove through actions and deeds, right? Not words and lip service. So I, get, I understand when women are saying, you know, and look, don't just say black men don't cheat, be about it. Like there's, other, there's black men now who are out there doing some dirt. I would refute by saying those aren't men. I don't consider those black men. Real men don't cheat on their woman. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, Let's just keep right, it a thing. They, they, you can be grown and be a child. You know what I'm saying? And still have childish fantasies and childish ways. And being unfaithful to your woman is childish. So I'm not yes. going to qualify them in black men, right? Just like when, where are those, and I hate to say it like this, where are those all, this, this, this doesn't, um, like when women say, give a statement, you know, all, all niggas ain't shit. Where are, the, where are the niggas who say, oh no, that's not all men. You know what I'm saying? We're not the worthy, it ain't all men class of motherfucker. And the the negative one that you're talking about, I mean, maybe I'm I'm not a woman, right? I don't date men. I don't know how we how they get down. I've seen some dirt, right? In the past, I've done some dirt. Um, but you know, I, I don't 
I don't know. I, I don't. I see it as just confu- as confusing. Me. Such a powerful well, affirmation is now just being taken as is not serious well, in a joke. So it's like, then what? So what well, exactly do you want? Well, when you think about it, I think it's you know I th- I think that uh, as as a, as a uh, as the black community, mm-hmm. we don't deal with um, class classifications of things, right? So okay. we take a we we take a quote like "black men don't cheat" and you know for us we know what that we know what it means, right. but for all you know you have so many different uh, you know you have so many different subcategories of people who are like, well that you I. Picture a woman that's like, man, my black man just cheated last night. We're not saying that he's a black man. Right. He's a black boy. That is a boy that you're dealing with. That's not a man. What we're saying is, and 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 all of us was black boys before. I'm, I was right. a black boy. I, you know, people will look at, especially you know, a conversation like this, and you know, people, somebody from your past would be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, bro, I'm They're saying, to call you up. But see here, there's something you just said, right? See, this is this is the kicker though. Change. The key word in this change, like you said earlier, it's not the message, it's the messenger, right? Yes. He's like, I read in Charlemagne's past, he cheated on his wife, his wife cheated on him. It's been doing yes. humility. He's talking yes. about it publicly. Yes. Duval yes. is Duval. If you don't know who Duval is, Google him, nigga. Okay? Like, Duval's exactly. wild, right? Like I said in the exactly. song, he knew I wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, 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 right. So, but, but to me, it, it, it's, it's a much broader issue than just this, right? Because when you think about it, the essence of change, we live in a generation where now culturally change is something that's kind of constrained. No one actually wants you to change. They no. just want to, like, I think about Kevin Hart and all the, in the, in the past when he had those, you know, um, LGBTQ comments, you know what I'm saying? They were taken out of context or whatever that were seen kind of distasteful and he's changed his opinion then. I'm thinking about all the black men who are in the past, like the Charlemagne's and the Duval's, if that is true, yes. you know, who have done their dirt in the past and have now become better out of it. And what the contradiction is, and it's funny to me, is that this is literally what you've been asking for is change and the way that it's con- being conveyed is that no you should have been this well you knew i wasn't this in the past while you were demanding the change now that i've become the change that you've wanted now you don't believe it's genuine like it's con- that's where the contradiction lies you've been asking for change change is what you've been given yet you are unwilling to acknowledge that change because it, you have nothing more to complain about at that point you have nothing you have no you know you have no soapbox to stand on it well, I, well. Also, also, what I think is, you know, uh, um, now that I'm like, I'm uh, now that I'm married to the to the listeners, I'm married, I'm a married man. So, I think that we what we don't allow ourselves as as also in the community, and I, I mean, I get you know, this is where it gets a little deeper for me when we talk about the black man don't cheat, black men don't cheat movement, mm-hmm. is that we don't, you know, us as a community, we don't give ourselves a chance to date, we don't give ourselves a chance to. Mm. Um, to actually, you know, be on the market because we're we're going through so, we're going through so much trauma as a community that mm-hmm. we don't really uh, acknowledge that we just need somebody to cling on to. So that relationship that yeah, y'all might y'all might just be you know getting it popping. Y'all might you know this might be somebody that you're really cool with that you know whatever. But are y'all compatible? Now mm-hmm. now it gets to the point where it's like yo, not only are we not compatible. Now we're trying to force this relationship on each other that we really or we really shouldn't be together, but it should have mm. been just a date. So what you're saying is that you feel as though we in the black community now are how can I put it? We're closer to we're not we're not necessarily looking to build and create. We're looking to just establish quickly. We're th- we're quicker to throw a name on something 
without having the context in there or without having right. the, the foundation built. Because I know you're saying that you don't allow yourself to date. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, I, and I agree. I, I feel like we we don't. And that's because we have so many definitions of shit, right? Yeah. Well, when do you define when we're together? When we first start fucking? You know what I'm saying? Is that when we're together now? You know what I'm saying? Or is it one or two dates? Can I, then what's the stipulations between dating? If we haven't established ourselves as in a relationship, can I still talk to other people? You know what I'm saying? Can I still do my own thing? Like how, how drawn? We've created so many, instead of, like my whole thing is just being organic. Right, things just happen naturally. Eventually, you fall to fucking love, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful yeah. thing when you do. Like yeah. I was back in the day, in my old Navy days, I was ripping and running. You know what I'm saying? But and, as you should. I mean, if you, I'm young, right? I'm young. I've been in plenty of relationships before, but it's like those relationships where I was trying and attempting to build to something. Mm-hmm. But like you said, chemistry. Like, I mean, in the basis of just basic science, right? We all, I mean, for those who actually give a fuck about chemistry, right? We all know about bonds and how, you know, different atoms combine to make, you know, different types of elements and things like that. Every element, every atom isn't compatible. You know what I'm saying? They don't create something that's usable. You know what I'm saying? Something that can give life. So just because, yeah, me and you found each other attractive, right? Doesn't mean that we're necessarily compatible. Though we might try to date and see where this went. Failure, like we're we're afraid of failure. I think that's what it really comes down to. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of rejection. But, but also, you know, when you think about this now, it 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 becomes more of a like I said, this conversation gets so much more complex because we didn't have a chance to fail at, at a lot of the times. You know, like when when you're when you're when you're young. Mm-hmm. And you're in a society that we're growing up in and, you know, somebody comes along that with the same kind of like trauma that you have, you kind of like, just think about it, just relationships you get there. You'd be like, oh man, that happened to you too? Dang, like that happened to me. So it's not even really about like, who are you? It's really like, man, like, yo, she understands what I'm going through because man, we kind of went through the same thing. Like her dad wasn't around. My dad wasn't around. Your mm. mom wasn't around. My mom wasn't around. I grew up with grandma. You grew up with grandma. So you kind of, now you're starting to link off of, uh, of, of, of trauma topics. Mm-hmm. Starting to link now. See, I, now when you say trauma, like there's, there, there's life hood trauma in which you can relate to. Trauma, right? Trauma's period. Trauma, I mean, period. Trauma, period. I mean, when you say not, we don't give each other a chance to fail. I think that that's a very interesting statement. Bless you, sir. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but bless you, sir. Um, When you sit there and say something like, we don't give each other a chance to fail. Right. I'm trying to figure out exactly where you're coming from with that, right? Because honestly, I feel like failure, failure is inevitable in most senses. You know what I mean? Just because you set out to do something doesn't always mean you're going to accomplish it. No matter, you could be the hardest worker. You know what I'm saying? Like me, man, I was an athlete, right? Back before my knees went all busted the hell up, right? I couldn't dream about running a 4240. I practiced, I ran my ass off, I did all the you know, workouts, you know what I'm saying? Worked on squats, hit the legs, went on the track, did everything, and I was still around a four or five guy. You know what I'm saying? Four or five, four or six. Doesn't mean if it was a lack of trying, just means things don't want to work out. But I feel like what we classify as failure, yo, niggas are dramatic, especially in the day of social media, right? And heartbreak to me isn't, it isn't all the same. That's when you say trauma. When you, I, I know you were talking about trauma. You're talking about more of a broader subject, right? I mean, you, you're not really t- taking it from just a specifically relationship point. But if you look at a lot of, out of black relationships, they're mostly, the trauma isn't based off of anything personal. It's based off of 
something in previous relationships. Yes. Oh, my past nigga did X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Then the yes. new motherfucker comes in, has no type of trauma that, you know, associates with that, but pays for the previous trauma, you know what I'm saying, that the woman faced in the past. Or, or the trauma that you're putting out. But see, my thing is, why is it, why do we need to define that as trauma? Because, okay, I broke up my first, my first ex, right? I fell in love with my first ex, had a nice long relationship. Eventually things just didn't work out. We didn't end in like a messy, fiery, blow up type of way, right? right. You know what I mean? We kind of end mutually and, you know, we were still cool. You know what I'm saying? So there was no trauma in the, in the past when it comes to treating. Now, me and her made mistakes on both sides. But there was a, we never classified that as trauma. We classified those as what lessons and experiences. Do you know what I'm saying? Bless you. Come on, man. You got to get it together. Get him a tissue. All right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that we we just classified that as an experience because what I feel like tra- trauma has such a negative connotation to it that when you bring in something tra- something that is traumatic, right? That is a serious emotional or mental weight on your own on your own self being. And to classify every mistake in life or every hardship, not saying this is what you're saying, but to classify every relationship hardship or, oh, he's talked to another chick or I, I read his DM and it was somebody else. That shit's minor. Mm-hmm. That shit's so fucking minor. Right. And that's what kills relationships and builds these new emotionally uh, walled off and bricked off people that can establish relationships in the future because they took something that was so petty, so damn serious, and then tried to qualify it as trauma. You don't know what happened to me in the past. Oh, uh, somebody else tried to talk to you, nigga? Wow. Join the fucking club. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing is, you know, and you can't tell... You can't tell somebody how something affects them, but you know, I I look at, I think a trauma is this in in this aspect is that um, when you break your leg, right? It's trauma. Not, not, not only is it trauma, but you just think about what it does to psychologically. Now, Mm. you know, rehab, the rehab process, trauma. I've never heard anybody go through rehab that was like, I'm going to go do that again. Trauma. (laughs) Right. Now, now, also, the also trauma, trauma, trauma that you get from the leg break is actually walking again. Now I got to learn how to walk again. Mm-hmm. Now I got to learn how to run again mm-hmm. because now I mentally just don't even trust my leg to even run because okay. I know what happened. So okay. when I look at it in, the, in that in the aspect, it's a circle. He's just drawing on stuff over there. That That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're, we're a family-friendly fucking program. We're never, okay, never going to get our uh, security deposit back. But, uh, <laughs> ever. Like, they're going to come into yeah. this apartment and be like, what is... Yeah, okay. Yeah, let me get that money. Right. But, um, so now when you go to, you know, breakups, now it's the same process. Now you... Good job. Yeah, there's a square, buddy. Now when you go to... to um to a breakup. It's the mm. same cycle of trauma. You got now you got the heart broken. Now you gotta learn how to rehab your heart. Now mm. you gotta learn how to walk again. You know, you gotta learn how to talk to people. You know, I've been through I've been through breakups, you know. I mean you've been my brother for a long time. You see mm-hmm. me go through some traumatic breakups. Yes, I have. And and like and, and that's and, and that's the thing about learning to grow is that I've realized that 
some of that trauma I did myself. Some of that trauma that, you know, some of that trauma that you say, all right, well, was it that serious? Maybe it wasn't that serious. But I'm guess what I did? I put that on me. I was depressed and it felt good to be depressed right. because you 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 were feeling some X, Y, Z. There's a, there's a lot of different reasons why trauma hurts. But, you know, in the, in the long run, it's all kind of considered as trauma in my no, 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 no. I understand that, man. I understand that completely. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's not for a lack of understanding where I don't get where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just to me. What you're saying is just sometimes it's not that deep. It's not that damn deep. <laughs> like that's that's all I'm saying. Sometimes not that fucking deep. Sometimes shit it j- shit just happens. Like you play, yes. I play I ball, agree. right? I love ball. Of so, you know, the likelihood that you twist your ankle, right? It's 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 the highest easiest rate of injury. You know what I mean? Because of the the, the motions of what you do on the basketball court. It's easier to twist your ankle than this tear your ACL. But both but both traumatic events can can happen, right? Yes. Do you just decide say, holy shit, my career is over because I twisted my ankle? Like a leg break is serious. There's levels to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And most of these, what I feel like is most of these relationship instances are twisted ankles. You know what yes. I'm saying? They're recoverable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? But I agree. what we do is we allow social media, we allow our friends, we allow this new culture that that this new sympathy and you know attention needs to be on me people culture that we have in which we take a, a twisted ankle and act like we tore our Achilles. You know what I mean? Yeah. We twist our ankle and yeah. act like Kevin Durant. Ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? Like, holy yeah. shit, it's just way worse than it is. And it's not, it's not I that agree. damn deep. That's all that I'm trying to say about that. I, I mean, agree. relationships in the relationships in the black community is its own podcast you know what i mean and coming from two men in committed relationships and myself you know a reformed hoe i can definitely uh i never i never got like i never got a chance i was a serial relationship never got a chance to be a hoe (laughs) like it's amazing i was just just like yeah i went to one relationship (laughs) to like i'm serious as hell now to like oh you're really serious as hell now to like oh you're married now like you're a very committed brother Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but also I'm gonna be honest with you, my nigga. But I'm gonna be honest with you, like the yeah. When I I'm gonna be honest with you though. I mean, I've always been like that. I always, once again, Mm. I look at it from my uh, my aspect is the trauma situation because Mm. I feel like I've never been in a situation in my in my life that I was able to. focus on the dating scene like i, I like it always seemed mad like just but see that's like, what you define dating, bro like that's what yeah, you define, like time dating is time that's what dating time. is like yeah. i see some of my single friends and i'm like they're like yeah man last night i went on a date and then, shit i ain't then you talk to them last week and next week and they're like what happened to shorty he's like i don't know she disappeared I'm just bro like, that's, that's that awesome. shit wasn't a date like dating <laughs> like, wasn't, like, like, awesome. wasn't a date that that was a pre that was a prerequisite to ass that's exactly yeah. what it was like some of these like dating to me if you take somebody out on a dinner i mean okay it qualifies as a date technically you know what i'm saying you take her out to dinner. dating to me is not only just the dinner but the texting and talking afterwards and what do you do on tuesday afternoon and you know what I'm saying? Yo, let me just, hey, you want to go to lunch after work? Or you know, not necessarily always spending money, taking you to a place, but time. The time that you invest in a person is dating. When I was in my whole family, I didn't date, right? I 
I did what I had to do. I smashed. I got your number. I hit you up when the intention was to smash. It wasn't to give you my time. When I started giving women the time is when they assumed that we were dating. That's why I think dating and time are synonymous. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. So if you're just like, look, this is just kind of a, you know, a day, you know, face mode hours uh, lesson out there. If you just out here smashing these hoes, male or female, okay, doesn't matter. I don't discriminate. And you ain't giving them your time, you're good. You ain't cheating. It's not technically cheating. You know what I'm saying? You just out here doing what you got to do. The moment you start giving motherfuckers your time, all right, that's when you kind of dating at that point. You know what I'm well, saying? You don't have well, to lock that down. I'm just then, saying. But then that's where we kind of, you know, and, lesson and I, here guess, is I guess. Keep it short. Do you want to, because cause this is, I guess this is where we slide into the topic of, of even fatherhood, because I think that. Let's slide in there. Let's go ahead and do that. I think that this, this really sparks off the, the, the conversation that needs to be had or that is not being had is because I think that's why you need to be able to date because now you're compat you're 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 looking for your compatible you know partner if you are going to have kids now now to be honest with you i don't know too many people that plan to have a child like you no, know what i'm saying i, I mean not saying that um people are like not saying that people are like oh man like your kid's a mistake or nothing like that i think people are you know i think in a the grand scheme of, get, of things people are just you know being like oh man like this is somebody who i can have a kid with dang Mm-hmm. But I think dating is important in that process because not not only is are you trying to figure out if that person's good mm-hmm. for for you. Now let's take accountability of thinking about like, yo, how's their family? Yeah. How are you know it, it, like how is my my son or daughter's uncles and aunts going to be? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like like how's their my 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 son's grandmother going to be? And not saying that you should pick and now, choose. Oh yeah, I was about to ask that. Should I be a disqualifier like a fucked up family? No, be a disqualifier? No, you, should know, you should know. Most people like I mean, just keep it real. Like let's keep it all the way all the way buck. Mm. Most people meet their the side of the family at the baby shower. <sighs> Like, really? no, see, ah, ah, I mean, okay. The whole Pete, the whole set. Like, oh, you mean the rest of them niggas? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the rest like, of the, you know, like, there's a family and then there's a the rest of the niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, then you'd be like, oh, she, and because, because uh, there's that, like, this little disclaimer when, when, like, like, when couples get together, maybe right. sure happen or, or family reunions, like, yo, listen, family. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me tell you something. Uh, let me Walk tell you, like, your my one uncle just yeah, yeah. When he says that shit to you, when just kind of like brush it off. Kim come in here, you'll know yeah, her man. because she'll still have the same shades on with the bedazzled sides every yeah. fucking year. My yeah. auntie is gonna come in here and take six plates and Bro. then make one plate. Don't get mad. Don't get mad with you eating food for her. <laughs> like, oh, I see what you're saying. I mean. I, I get it, and I feel like there's a there's a a a, a I don't know if I want to say like a formula or I don't think it is. I think it's mostly organic when it comes to picking your mate, right? Because it because like you said, yeah, I want to see what your family is like, but not from the sense that I don't want you to. I don't want to establish a relationship with you and kind of even maybe break the mold of that family. But I just want to know who the fuck my kids are going to be around most of the time. Now, I feel also as a parent. Those guidelines and those, um, those, uh, you know, yellow, that yellow tape, if you will, is determined by y'all too. You know what I mean? I've never felt as though a, I felt as though a father, an involved father. Now there's a, there's a distinction between a father and then 
a father. I'll put a, a daddy and a father in Nate, right? Let's just separate them from the two, right? Meaning that somebody who birthed a child and somebody who's involved in raising a kid. Father to me in the, in the very definition is not only just the you know, birth of a child and being the father of a child, but raising a child, being a parent to that child. There's a lot of people who are sperm donors out there who have given a seed and bounced. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They are not fathers to me because they do not engage in the raising of a child to an adult. Um, and in that raising, right, I feel like there is, for especially in the Black community, and, and again, we are a Black podcast, right? I am a Black dude. Black people, we, we have to start talking about... I think you're a black dude. I'm super black, bro. Like, I am 1,000% <laughs> black. Well, you should see my head out of this fucking hat. It is straight off the boat naps, right? I mean, let's just keep it a thing. But since we are in that type of podcast, right, I like to talk about my people because this is something we don't have these type of conversations, right? We have to start stimulating these type of conversations when it comes to raising kids. That is a very important time within... I think black communities life that we take for granted is childhood is infancy to about, you know, about adolescence, right? Around teenage years. You know what I'm saying? Now you're good. Break the markers out. So parents are important. Mothers left. Like he's like, all right, I can see that I'm, you know, you're doing something. So I'm gonna go ahead and take these markers and fuck the house up. Just give me a second. He's literally, he's about to draw on everything in that. Like, I mean, that's that's cool, bro. Fabuloso. (laughs) But you straight. <laughs> but when it comes to raising kids, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Let's talk about uh, we know how important. I'm gonna have a mother's episode, right? Featuring hopefully with your wife. Right. Um, who's a fantastic mother in my opinion. But I'm gonna have a mother mother's episode where they can explain because that gets a little bit deeper, a little more of emotional connection when it comes to mothers. It's a different level. But speaking as a father yourself, and DJ is just I mean your son is how old? Just to tell the people. He's three. That's a, that's a, he's passed his terrible twos, getting to an age no. in which, that, oh, he's still in that, that face. Who made that shit? Like, as, as like, people. when you be, like, no, I'm like, seriously, <laughs> because, like, like, like when, everything. Who made it? You become a dad or, you know, mother, parent, period. Mm-hmm. You start to, like, 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 you become myth busters, like, in your own household. <laughs> Right? Like, because you'd be waiting for those moments. You'd be like, oh, man. Like, my son was fine. Two, he was cool. Like, he, I don't think he didn't do his sleep. That's it. Like, he uh, was cool. Uh, Three? Yeah. Yeah, it's just so, real? You know, my man's like, he got mad at me the other day. Be- well, matter of fact, not even the other day. Just t- 20 minutes ago or <laughs> before we got on the podcast, he got mad at me because his hot dogs was in the microwave. I'm like, fam, like, I got co- I can't just give you raw hot dogs. Like, yeah. Like, like, and he pushed me like he. These he are the stories that I live for, yo. Kids like, are fucking hilarious. Like he's like he's like I'm like, dude, could you be patient? He's like, so I pointed to the microwave, like they're yeah. in there. He's like, he looks and he's like, ah, you right, you right. See, so but like you couldn't just take my word. For so it. I'm not like, gonna, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna lay down the myths then for this one, right? Because you're gonna be my myth buster today. So apparently, terrible twos and shit. When it comes to raising a child especially as a black man, what is the importance, do you feel like, when it comes to raising young men, young women, the father's perspective? What is the importance of being an involved father in a black child's life? Um, I think the importance the, the important is because I can only speak from my perspective now. That's what I'm asking. Now, my son, like, we, when he turns 20 and we had that conversation, I'd be like, I can, tr- I can trust my methods at that point because I'm like, I did it and I'm hearing it from so you. So your goal is for when he's an adult. That's what you basically yeah, yeah, when he's an adult, we can actually have a conversation because I feel mm-hmm. like 
you know, right in, in, in the sense, raising a kid is a case study. You'll find out, mm. <laughs> like, if you did bad, you will, you for sure, you will. I got criticism, mad criticism from my father and mother. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you're, you're a case study, you'll find out. Mm. So, um, now, not to put it in any derogatory, like, meaning, but, you know, just for lack of better words, that's just how I feel about it, because mm-hmm. when he turns 20, he'd be like, Dad, you was good or, or not. Like, he, like, yo, you, you, you fucked up here. Like, or, or he's like, damn, Dad, you was, you was the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but what I think is, um, is very important is that don't, don't listen to people, man. Like, there's a lot of people, like, and you know, and, and saying that from, a podcast perspective. Right. Like this contradicts everything we're doing right. here. All right? right. Let's not do that. But, but what I'm saying is don't listen to people that I'm gonna bring it up again because I really believe like this is just what I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to people who suffer from the same trauma you're trying to escape from raising your child. Talk to me. What do you right? mean? Talk because to me. Now I had this situation where it's like, you know, um, you know, a, a lot of comedians came out about it a, a while ago, but just it was a it was a topic a couple years ago about whooping whooping your child, right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I used to give my, my dad, man, my dad is synonymous. My ass, like he's like he's like my dad is like oh for real, like my dad was the hander, like he right, he was handed. No. He didn't if you if he went for the belt, it was like yeah you might have fucked up. You it was know a light day. Yeah, like, but like more, more than, more than often, you got the head. Mm. So, um, but now when you think about what that kind of trauma does to you as a child, you know what I'm saying? I mean, bruh, he, my son is three. Mm. He only been on this earth for three years. Mm. How are you beating a, ca- a child for being a child? Man, I don't know. I don't have kids, right? I mean, I mean, so, but okay, let me speak for me, right? So I'm gonna speak for me. And this is one thing that since we debunking myths and shit, can y'all please stop? I hate niggas. And this is maybe it's just because it's me. I hate the motherfuckers who say you can't talk about parenting because you don't have kids. No. Like that shit bothers You were a child. Yeah. Thank you, nigga. I literally <laughs> live through parenting. Like, like I understand like, what, how yeah, it like, doesn't work because I know my right. own life. And that's because I have my own, you know, self-awareness about who I am and how I became the person I am. Like I give credit every time you sit there and say, "Man, that's just like my dad." That's the way that they raised you. You know what I'm saying? That's literally a direct reflection. Every time somebody says, "Man, that's just like your mother," that's just like your father. Guess what that is? Direct reflections of parenting. So you should know how parenting will affect you. Now, that being said, when it comes to ass whoopings, okay, my stance on beating kids, and I've always been this way, is that there's there is discipline, and then there is abuse. Abuse goes when uh, you get into the abuse category when a lesson is uh, is overshadowed by your emotion, right? This is what I mean. A th- I think there's age limits. Like when I have a child, as much as I'm going to be tempted to punt that motherfucker across the room every time they fuck up, I'm going to resist because like you said, they haven't been on earth long enough to know right and wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I just had surgery recently. That's why the podcast has been a little bit late amongst some other things. And, you know, when I came back home from surgery, Skylar knew that my leg was fucked up. I knew my leg was fucked up, but my dog didn't know my leg was goddamn fucked up because he doesn't have an understanding of the world around him. So he was just also up your leg. Right. He doesn't get what pain is when he is. So he was (laughs) fucking me up. 
Same thing with kids. I'm not comparing kids to animals. I'm saying when their, their comprehension of the world around them isn't there yet. You know what I'm saying? They just know about what's in front of them. So I'm, I, I get, I understand at a certain age. Now, when comprehension starts to become prevalent in the child, so around, I say, kindergarten age, right? Small pops with lessons aren't terrible to me. You know what I'm saying? A quick, like I've never, I don't, and again, I don't have every case study in front of me and everybody's obviously different, but I don't have a lot of instances where a quick flick mm, means you turn, you know, suicidal or depression or anything right. like that had a negative effect. It was, okay, you're at the age of comprehension now, right? If my words aren't enough, it's the, it's the hand on the stove effect. Okay. Ham the stove effect. I tell you that the stove is hot. You don't listen to me when I tell you the stove is hot. I said it's going to hurt if you put your hand on that hot stove. You don't listen to me. What's it going to take for you to understand that that stove is hot? For you to put your hand on that hot stove and get hurt. Pain, and I had a Navy chief tell me this a long time ago. Pain is the easiest memory jogger and the best cognitive learner um, or cognitive teacher ever. You learn more from pain, emotional, physical, than you do anything else, okay? So it's not an advocate. For, I'm not advocating for pain for beating kids. I'm saying when a lesson is involved, if you have a 13-year-old kid and, you know, they continue to have some fuck, you know, do something disrespectful or fucked up, um, let's say they disrespect you as a father, right? And they start cussing at you, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I don't know, you ever play GTA 5? Like fucking Michael Townley's kids talk to him and shit, okay? You're a fucking asshole, all that. All right. Those on the bus is cracking, baby. Um, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, those on the bus so, is popping. I was so deep into what you were saying. You're locked in. It's all good. I can hear it all. Um, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, right? Because we're going to have to fix this up. We're going to take a small break for a minute. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave this to some advertising. All right. We'll be right back, man. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. Let him get his kids in order. All right. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. You ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor. I love Anchor's analytics. It tells me the total plays, the amount of listeners per episode, even the countries that the listeners are coming from. Best of all, like I said, it's free, man. How can you be free? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Yo. All right. You good? <laughs> Oh man, my man's right. like markering himself up. Like he, was like, he was just his whole face was red. He was just it's all right. He, he was being a child. It was going. I feel like this is one of those shits where like like my, my niece and nephew <laughs> do this where they don't bother my sister for real. They kind of in their own world. The moment she get on the phone, it's a wrap. Now now they got to be the most interesting person in the world to you. Well, oh, you, man. I mean, you've been around him. You know I that have. he's by himself. He's his like, own, he's his own man. Shit. <laughs> 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 like, my man, that goes over there. I gave you some, uh, I gave you some fish sticks. Uh -huh. And uh, remember I, to I told you he wanted some hot dogs. So I'm like, all right, 
I gave him hot dogs. So I guess he just dislikes the fish sticks so much that he decided to use them as an easel. And he's now the fish sticks are red from the marker. Like he just drew on the fish sticks. Like, all right. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> That's his son. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, all right, cool. Well, we're back now. Mm-hmm. Um from that break. This is fun. That's funny as shit. Uh where was I at? I was saying some shit about um, whooping your kids. Uh, basically, uh, let me just because I completely fucking forgot. Um, I'm, uh, I'm I got you. Was, uh, pretty much, you were saying like 13, 13. 13 uh, is, uh, is no, the age. I said, if the age. I said, let's age. say that is an age, right? I feel like at 13, if the disrespect continues, right? Let's say there was a disrespectful action between your 13 year old and the father. And uh, the father's reaction was to pop the kid like your dad like you said with your dad with the hand if the lesson and the intention behind that hand is in the future disrespect like this can get met with the same type of aggression right or the same type of reaction that i just gave you except in a much worse way you know what i mean this is a physical representation of the lesson in which you need to learn and there's no emotion you're not upset you're not mad your anger isn't carrying you to do that type of action it's all for a lesson i can't get too upset with it it's when it goes to a certain extent when it goes past the lesson phase and more to so i'll put it like this personal time right and uh my dad don't listen to this podcast anyway so it's all good but even if you didn't i don't care personal this would be the one this would be the one like on there like like, oh this is my son oh this is what you probably get a whole text message like oh for real though it happens man you know what i'm saying it's true for right but you know personal moment you know when i used to get beaten when i was a child when i lived with my stepmother um you know, my dad, my father would work late night. He drove the Pat bus. Um, so he would work late nights early, right? Seniority, you got the best hours in the morning. But when you first started out, you'd be a night light driver. So for my father, you know, he used to come at night. So when I get off of school, you know what I'm saying, got home or whatever, just me and my stepmother. Now, my stepmother always had that weird dichotomy in which she didn't know, you know, how far she needed to step into the mother realm, like how far she could. You know what I'm saying? So I understood that, you know, I kind of pushed that envelope a couple of times, right? So she would wait for my father, disciplinarian, to come home and discipline me or whoop my ass. But in that process, now my dad might come home, he's tired from work, you know what I'm saying? He's been at work all day, he's been struggling all day, he's ready to come home, eat a meal, go to sleep. And the he's whole just time to get your ass off the strength that he got a phone call about. But see, that's what that's that's <laughs> what he was coming in with. But see, the problem is when you're that tired, when you're that exhausted, when you work, it's you know, I want to come home and deal with this shit. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. Just let it go, blah, 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 blah. But that's not the energy she wants. She wants to see discipline. So what she used to do is she used to rile my dad up, right? Get him upset. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like, your son is being disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. And then it would turn into, okay, this is something about our relationship. You know what I'm saying? This has, you know, it's filled from a me problem to now it's a them problem. And now he has two problems laid on top of each other. My son's being a little disrespectful asshole, which pisses my wife off. And now my wife is taking what my son is doing and is making it about us. Like this is something that me and our relationship, after you've just been at work all damn day, you just get home, what do you come home with? Anger. You're mad at her for starting a stupid ass argument. You're mad at me for making her start a stupid ass argument. And you can't do anything to her because the action started with me. So you have to take all of that aggression out on me. And it went past lessons. And to me, it went into kind of abuse. You know what I'm saying? To where 
it wasn't something that I feel like everything kind of mentally has its own effects. You know what I'm saying? The way that I move and in, in, in the way that I do things in life. And I haven't put that piece together to where, you know, my, um, my ass whoopings have kind of made me the person that I am. I haven't pieced it exactly how that kind of correlates, but I will say that I felt, I feel now definitely that there is a, there was a step too far. Now that was leads to black father abuse. And honestly, to make it broad in the sense of our po- context of our podcast, I feel like that's what an emotion that the black father carries around more often than not is anger, stress, shit like that. It causes them, it causes them to parent very, very differently. It makes it difficult. I, I feel like in a household, in a household today, right? And this is where my importance comes from with fatherhood is leadership, protection, security, these are all virtues in which you don't necessarily learn on OJT, right? Learning off the fly is very, very difficult. It is a lot easier in life if you have a shining example of how to take care of life in front of you. And as a man, in the very essence of a man, that is what we do. We are the protectors. We are the providers. We are the security. I'm not saying women can't provide. I'm not saying women can't protect. I'm saying that is what men are kind of ingrained to do. We are nothing but animals. I say this on my podcast a thousand fucking times. We are down to the cellular makeup. We are nothing but very, very, very intelligent ass animals. Okay. That's all we are. So our general, our very nature is to be the wolf pack leader, right? The male is normally the alpha in most animal kingdoms. All right. The gorilla, he is the biggest motherfucker out there. And his so, job is to what? In the Lion Kingdom. In the Lion Kingdom, lionesses are due to more of the hunting, but the male is still the overseer of the pride itself. Which, which I mean, it, it goes to a side note, but why do people, like, like put lions... I have no fucking... Because lions like, are the kings of the jungle. They don't do nothing. They just, they just be chilling, though. They just They're sit like there pimps. and eat shit. They're really the pimps of the of They the, really of the are. Wilderness. Real quick, if you haven't watched Planet Earth, right, go ahead and watch Our Planet. It's on Netflix. They do a fucking, like, a, a, a lion episode. I think it's either Our Planet or it's, um, it's like, it's called uh, Legacies or, or, or something like that, right? Right. I think it's called Legacies, and it's going to be, they do one about lions, bro. When I tell you the male lions didn't do shit that whole episode, bro, it was like an hour and a half of just lion, a lion dude coming in like, I I'm the biggest and strongest in here. All y'all hoes are mine. That's basically gotta, what he did. Like, I gotta blow. I gotta blow bubbles. Really. Blow the bubbles, bro. But when it comes to importance, like I said, when it comes to an importance of black men and black fathers, it's more much like this. Right? I don't know where he finds these. That we try to hide them so much, bro. It's so crazy. He's crafty. He's a crafty one. But I feel like there's an importance with just raising people as a as an example. There's not enough examples out there. And when you have black men who are in these unstable, unstable situations, either financially, relationship-wise, personally, mentally, you end up creating the generation that we have underneath us, right? And I think there's a lot more to do with it in terms of incarceration fathers and, you know, the way that black mothers, unfortunately, are pushing their fathers away. Um, I, I mean, I think there goes a lot into it, but the importance of black fathers in and of itself to me is there has to be an example like there's no examples to when you have no examples on how to do things the right way and to establish yourself the right way, you turn into doing it by any means necessary. And then you become a more selfish generation because you can only think about how it benefits you instead of how it benefits. The, we don't have any more families anymore. Yeah. Remember when that was yeah. a thing back in like yeah. the fifties and sixties yeah. and shit, 
Well, like the thing the thing about oh, the go bubble. The thing about it is <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. This is the <laughs> well, podcast I've ever done. Good. Oh my goodness. Um so the thing about it is that you know when you when you think about it, you know, just from my family aspect, man, it's just the families just have too many secrets. Um that just you know, when it gets out to the children, mm. you're like, man, like Uncle Uncle Gina was wildin', you know what I'm saying? Or mm. or whatever. You know, I think in my my um just my family, I remember we used to go to Kennywood picnics at like every every year. Mm. We used to have uh, you know, we just started getting back to family reunions, but like, you know, man I mean, I think it's just the family structure is so much different because, like, now you can see your family on on Skype or on on, uh, I mean, on your phone and stuff like that. And but but I think what that creates is that like there's no connection. Like you just become another person on Instagram to to that. Like mm-hmm. like if, when I see my cousins and stuff on Instagram, I just be like, oh, they got my cousin on Instagram. Like, but there's not that connect. Like me and my cousins used to play together. You know what I'm saying? Like these are. But do you feel like, I mean, even that disconnect in the family aspect of it, do you feel like that has an association with how men and their children interact and how yes. they... Yes, because most some, men are, if we're, if we're not talking about like this, most men are talking about, most men are seeing their children through FaceTime. Most okay, men... Okay, so, so let's talk about it. So, okay, so whose fault is that though? Like the, at at some point you have to assess the blame because yeah okay, okay. if it's different right I, I I was in the military I'm on right. deployment that's not yeah. that's my force not my that's, choice that's right different. or let's even say different. I was in the states and I had there was a job opportunity I'm trying to create a better you know uh, uh, a better environment for my kids and the best way to do it is if I take this job in Chicago even though my kids are in Pittsburgh and they can't move here with me so that's my i feel like that's by force but when it's not when the kids are in the same fucking vicinity the same city you okay. know what i mean then who does it fall under i feel like that that creates that those two pillars right the two pillars of the mother and the father well it's the fault. parents fault well i think everything is a fucking parents fault For sure. like it, 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 you can find any issues when it comes to childhood play right, and the child's well-being you can point to a parent i mean Something that they didn't do, something that they did. I mean, I feel like you can always point in that direction. But you bring up something interesting when you're talking about FaceTime fathers. And it gets FaceTime to me. Father? Did we just coin that? You like that shit? FaceTime father. Baby. <laughs> make it make sense, baby. I have make a hashtag, bitch. Right? I'm trying to go viral. But um <laughs> definitely ain't gonna go viral with me blowing bubbles. Not a not a bro, not a single view on that bitch. I mean the damn kid. Um, so professional, but when, <laughs> yeah. but um, you make something interesting because I feel like there is a a battle, right, going on currently between men and women, especially when it comes to fatherhood. There's a lot of we had I've had a ton of conversation with motherfuckers. Now mostly this is on Facebook, but that's normally where you do social commentary nowadays. And um, it was about like stuff like child support, okay. right? There's something yes. about child support. I know a lot of the, the, the I mean not to even cut you off because I, I kind of know where you're going with this one. Where but am like, I going? Bro, I am gonna lie to you. I remember that you know when when I felt like as a as a youngin that didn't have a child yet, man. I, I remember you know just a lot of a lot of cats that I was uh, cool with, man. They would tell me their nightmares about child support, man. That's that shit scared the shit out of me. So to talk have a child, to me about man. it. Really what do you did. think about it? Like, what do you think about? Child support 
I think it's necessary for some, you know, I think that, I mean, because, you know, um, as men, we always kind of want to be on the men's side. We're like, man, my brothers is going through a struggle, but some of us are assholes. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, you I'm, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, on the, I'm on the side of the shit that makes the most sense. I'm not on the yeah, side of like, a man right. or a female. Like, exactly. if the shit don't make like, child support for me is a, is a necessary evil. And I call it an evil only because it can be twisted and used. Well, it's just like it's just like fire. Fire, fire can either heat your house up or burn your house down. Like I mean, it's Facts. you know, it, uh, uh, I mean, shit. You can either drink water or drown in water. Like so, you know what I mean, so it's, it's something that's needed for a certain situation. Not comparing child support to water or fire, no, but I'm saying well, that, I am. like. Listen, I'm going to compare it to, to water and okay. fire. And let me tell you All what. Right, I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna let compare, you be on that. I'm gonna compare it to. I'm gonna compare it to water and fire because I feel like if you if you create life, it is your job to take care mm, of that. Life. Okay, I, I can think it. So from a support like ch- what child it. support is supposed to be is when the father and the mother are not in an established relationship in which the finances are being shared that equally equal parts the father and the mother are obligated financially to put something toward the well-being of a child. I'm going to repeat, the well-being of a child, meaning anything that benefits a child's life needs to be supported financially by both parties. Now, when normally the mother has the child, it is under the assumption that whatever income she is bringing in or lack thereof is going automatically to the kid. And if the father needs to put some forth of income, he needs to put some forth of... um, or put forward some type of monetary uh, funds so that he can also support the well-being of the child. So like right. when mothers used to, when mothers would say, well, I need the child support to help pay the rent for my house. That is something that I feel like a father needs to, needs to do if they're not right. going to be in a relationship and the mother cannot take care of her own rent because where the fuck is your child going to sleep? You're not paying the rent for her. You're paying the rent for your child to have somewhere to rest their head. I, right. But where it gets me is when the mothers just get this lump sum check, okay. right? And then they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Because it's always what I hear mostly from fathers who do pay child support and who pay it consistently and are serious is where is this money going? Especially when they start asking for increases. Oh, my, you know, our kid's 14 now. They need a little bit more money. And it's like, damn, I'm already giving you a couple thousand dollars a month. How much more money do you need? Where is the money going? So That's kind what of the gets same me. way way we feel about taxes. Bro, <laughs> Where's my money going, this, dog? This is what gets me about <laughs> child support. That's the, that's the one thing I hate about it. I feel like it should be an obligation if you're not in an established relationship, but it needs to be allocated by a third party. I don't think it needs to be distributed by the party. I feel like it needs to be, there needs to be something that creates a fund in which mm, child so that the that money that. that you're getting goes to food exactly. You can right. only be paid for clothes exactly. Or, okay, we'll divvy it up like this. If I get, you know, I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know how much child support is for a particular person, but let's say That's you get lot. $500 a paycheck, right? Okay, well, out of that $500, I know that $250 of that needs to go, is for she needs, um, your daughter needs help for um, daycare. She needs uh, medical bills paid. She needs to make sure her insurance is paid. She needs to make sure that she has a roof on her head, clothes on her back, and food in her mouth. Okay, bet. 250 is for daycare. 250 of that 500 goes to daycare, right? The rest of it gets divvied up into shooting off to your insurance. The rest of it gets put on something that can only be paid for uh, for food and clothing since that's what I'm paying for anyway. Because once you give the women the, like somebody had a very interesting debate. It was, and I can't believe I'm bringing this up, but it was like, Women can successful or can essentially have three incomes in a home at one time, whereas a man who is separated from his child has to pay two incomes. And this was the, the thinking behind it was that a woman can have a job 
have a yeah. baby dad who's paying them child support. That's two incomes. Then go get a boyfriend or somebody like that who brings in a third income. Whereas the father has his family or wherever his household is, and then has to allocate his income, right? One to pay for two. Instead of having three separate, he has one to pay for two, and the woman has three coming in separately. Now, that's where the debate kind of stemmed from, and that's where my thoughts originated that, well, the child support money isn't income. It's child support money. It's for your kid. You can't qualify it as income because income is something that you can spend on yourself, something that you made yourself and you can spend on yourself. Child support is specifically for the child. So no, that doesn't qualify as an income, right? And then I get into a whole debate on, well, you know, the father can also find a woman who makes her own money, that's two incomes, blah, 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 blah. But I feel but, as though- But also- It creates a weapon though, bro. But it also, a there's a lot of fathers who, you know, cause it's not like, it's, it's not heard of a lot of the time, mm. but there's also fathers who are collecting no, absolutely. Child support. I'm not you know saying what I'm saying? So I, I think like more I think that should, should put out there for I, right, I feel right. like automatically giving the child to the mother is ne- not necessarily the best thing anymore. Exactly. And I but, feel like but, that but, happens but way what too I'm often. saying is that, you know, when we think when we when we when we talk about child support, and I remember and, and, and well I say I remember like it wasn't just like ten, 10 minutes ago when you said it, but it, <laughs> it's like um, you know, you gotta you have to we have to to, to fix the situation, we gotta kind of find the find the problem mm-hmm. and um i don't think that the problem is just the mother's aspect of it or just the Talk person that's like that's that's kind of getting the money because when you think about a person um let's just say she works at family dollar right okay and or he or she let's just put it like that mm-hmm. he or she works at family dollar and that money that's coming in is an is some in uh, is is just to say it is an income uh, besides the check mm. now there goes a lot more to raising a child than just um you know pampers right. and stuff it's just right. well the well-being of that child you know it, that goes to the rent that goes to like you know right. we've we've been in um you know we went to public school if you don't got a nice pair of kicks on you getting clouds straight up and down right that's just what it right. is well, um, yeah, yeah. And, and most of the yeah. times you know i mean as, as a woman or as a man I want some things too. Not saying that we got to get a Louis belt, but yo, I need to feel good about myself because. But should that money times, really come from the person that you're not with anymore about you like that? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it should be, but how could you, you know, it's hard to tell somebody who, who it's hard to tell somebody that uh, like, like just put it like in this. I'm to tell the motherfucker what? Like, what if you, what if the government told you you can only spend your income tax check on, on certain things. Nigga, it's not your income. Like, but, that's but what I'm, I'm saying. saying though, but, but, but when you think about it, it is, it is a form no, of income. It's not a it form is. of income. It you is. did nothing to earn that income because that income is not... But you're keeping that child alive. When you have a... When, here's, what, here's what I'm saying. When you get your pay stub, all right? Well, when you sit in there and you send a pay stub to your employee, okay? Your employee clocked those hours in. They work for those damn hours, and those right. that money is getting sent is getting um, allocated to that person specifically, right? right? That is their income. I right. live with Skylar. Okay, my right. my woman gets her own paycheck. It's fucking noted to her. It's not. It doesn't say to Skylar and David a little bit. It says to but, Skylar right. McCoe, right? right. And it says to David George. So what I'm saying is, is that that is her income, and I get my own. What we do with it is our own business, but. Right. 
the government isn't saying that, hey, this is going to you, Miss X. You know what I'm saying? They're saying right. this is for your child. That's so, so, child's so, income, if anything. Talking, but that's what I'm saying. Are we talking about the the bad mothers and fathers, or are we talking about child support in general? See, I'm talking about a combination of both because I feel that child support, I feel like one stems to the other. And let me tell, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I feel like the the way that child support is structured, right? The way that it is carried out, the way that it can be manipulated mm -hmm. has led into more bad mothers and absent fathers. There's Question. fathers who, what's up? What if that mother takes, I mean, it's just, because I'm not, I'm not arguing your point in mm -hmm. a bad way. I'm trying to get down to the root of why it so emotionally charges you because, because mm -hmm. now think about this. What if that mother, takes that child support money and starts an LLC. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because in the same sense, it's now she's starting a business for her. Who's it it, benefiting? It's benefiting them as a whole, the, 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 the family, because okay. it's bringing more money into that's that. That's something that I feel like, okay, if that's, if that's going to be the case, then negotiate it. Right. Tell it to me then. That, why, how hard is why, it to have that conversation? Where why why should I tell you about Because here's what it's going to look like. If I live, if mom lives in New York, New Jersey, I, and I live in fucking Phoenix, Arizona, that's a three hour time difference. I'm probably not going to be associated with your life like that. Probably, let's say I started my own life, right? Got a new woman doing my own thing and I'm just there paying child support. If I know, let's not say you're down bad, right? Let's just say you don't make enough money to all of a sudden pop out your business. And then all of a sudden I see you with a fucking business. What's the first thing I'm going to think? Yo, you using my money to start your own shit? Like the big picture view is a personal thing. It is not something that is shared amongst all parties at all times. It's something that you have to articulate. So that's why I'm saying, regardless of if that's going to be the case, you're you're probably 1000% correct. A business and an LLC for the mother used from the father's child support money can probably elevate herself to where she can better take care of her child. And then the father doesn't have to pay as much money towards child support because the mother ends up having it. But that is something that needs to be discussed and articulated with the father before it happens. That's all I'm saying. Communication is so, key, baby. Yeah, yeah, it is. But but so now we're going to go deeper to the, the male psyche, right? Let's go. Let's go, nigga. You gotta be... <laughs> You gotta be a insecure ass nigga. How? For you to be in fucking not you. I'm saying like for you to be in Phoenix. Okay. And, and for you to be like, man, she done started a motherfucking no, no, business. No, no, no. Money. No. <laughs> yes. no, no. That's what. I, that's exactly what the fuck. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At the the moment that we broke up is the moment that my financial obligation to your well being went the fuck out the window. My only obligation is to the betterment and well-being of the child directly. Now, so if you you're want, going to tell me... Want, so so check this out. What? So wouldn't you want, like, because now we're talking long form, wouldn't you want this woman... Bro, it's not about what I want. It's about you fucking telling me before you taking my damn money that's allocated to my child for yourself. Because at the end of the day, Regardless of if you tell me that it's going to help your kids generationally, blah, blah, blah. Why did you get in the business? Did you, get, did you, you got in the business because you, because of your son? Yes. No, you were in business before your son, before you had your son. I know this. And you were doing your business before you wanted to create something for yourself before your son. Now, I know you were probably thinking about it in a, in a broader aspect. Like when I do have a family and when I do establish this, that I want to set up, but 
the key words in all of that is when I do have a family, it's all about you. It's what you personally want. I can say the exact same thing and go corporate. I can say, oh yeah, I want to establish something for myself and then try to move up the federal chain or something like that. You know what I'm saying? To a six figure position that way and establish my life there. Like that is not mutually exclusive. So the fact that you wanted a business, that was your personal way in your personal direction and how you wanted to get there. And you decided the way to get there was to use the money that's coming out of my paycheck that is supposed to be going to my child. That is not something that, again, to go right back, it's not a negative. It's not saying that that's not something that I might even be amenable to, but you have to tell me that shit first. I might be on the same page as you. If you say, look, I know you're sending me 1500 a month. You know what I'm saying? I could take that. I could take 1200 at start my own LLC and then I'm popping it out. Right. Or whatever it is, and I'm going. All right. Well, I think okay. that I think that I mean, just in just in my personal opinion, bro. Like I think that you know because, like I said, I, I like to label things, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to I like to really um, I think I think to build on arguments, you have to kind of like kind of structure them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the times we're not able to put our our own, you know, as males also, you know. Uh, uh, as Charlamagne would say, we just have a, uh, uh, it's very, our, our psyche is very, very sensitive when it comes to topics like our male ego. Yeah. Our male ego. So, um, I think that we don't look at anything logical because, because from that aspect, it's like, you know, just for me as a, as a father, Mm -hmm. right. From that, from that aspect, let's just say I'm in that situation, right. Mm -hmm. From, from the aspect of me being like, yo, she gonna start a business with my money is more from the relationship standpoint. Like, yo, how right. do you, how are you gonna take my money after all of the stuff that we've been through to start a business to better yourself? And I'm still I'm still coming at a negative to help you start rather than being like in my personal opinion. I just be like, man, like that's what's up. She's trying to really make strides to take care, better care of her of her situation so that once she's at a point where she's coming in positive now that money that i'm sending actually really goes to the child makes sense right and not disputing what you're saying but allow me to throw this out there right two things can be true right two things at any point in time can be true i can appreciate and want to i can appreciate your want to start your own business I can understand your reasoning for doing, and I can support your aspirations to do so for the betterment of my child mm. and still be pissed off that you took my fucking money to do it. Right. Like, I, mean, I can do that too. I mean, and that's what I'm talking about. So the way to eliminate two things being true and the one thing being kind of understood is how, how difficult is it to take that exact same situation and to add one variable, a conversation. Like, that's all I said. Well, I didn't say don't do it. I didn't even say that it was necessarily wrong. I'm saying that if you're going to, talk to me about shit. And that is why, and this is what child support, it creates, see, all of those layers that we had to break down, that's essentially off of the essence of, the very essence of child support in and of itself. It is so layered. It becomes a, something that can be used as a tool. Right. Something can be used as a weapon, right? Something that can be used as a benefit. The same amount of people, the same amount of mothers who you sit there, the same situation, business LLC, right? That was from a person in a relationship. 
What about a person who wasn't in a relationship? Right. What about a person on a one night stand? Now all of a sudden that same situation happens. They take my money to start their own business LLC. Should I still feel the same exact way? We, you've had nothing in the past. And basically right. you just used me for a dollar. A lot of women, I'm not saying a lot. I'm, I'm going to retract that statement. I don't want to say a lot. I'm going to say some, right? I'm going to make sure everything is some. Some women, uh, they keep they keep children for financial gain. Some women, there's something called I mean, a trap. You, you remember have, back in the day when motherfuckers trapped men, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you you're always gonna have you're gonna always have you're gonna always have two sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. You're gonna have the really really great parents, like um, and you're gonna have the terrible fucking like parents that you're like, I, right. how y'all do y'all have kids? You know what I'm saying? I think that um, I think that. You know, just you know, from personal experience, you know, my uh, mm-hmm. my like my father, like I I've I got I got five brothers, they're all older than me, but they got to see my mother and father in the household. Mm-hmm. My whole my life, I didn't get to see that. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but also in that same aspect, my mother never sued my father for child support. Right. My dad couldn't come past the house when he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad uh, was able to pick us up. My dad was able to, um, you know provide for us financially and I, I think that that gives me a different perspective because it's like it, everything doesn't have to be so toxic you Yo, know what i'm saying like and i agree doesn't with have to, and, and like you said i think that came from a conversation yo mm-hmm. i am not going to sue you mm-hmm. I, I don't want that to cut co- like i think my mom and my mom and dad took a constant decision to say mm-hmm. i see what child support does to people mm-hmm. just take care of your kids man like you I know see. what i'm saying hey, and, and listen that's it and I'm not trying to say like child support isn't necessarily needed, right? I'm saying that the very essence of, of how it's being, it can be used. Like there's tools, government has created laws and legislation and tools that can be used in a variety of different ways. You right. can take the, I mean, hell, you can take an amendment, take the second amendment, right? Take your right to bear arms, for example. You can flip that into a thousand different ways. Oh, is it my is it my right to bear arms to, to own a nine millimeter pistol? Absolutely. Well, isn't it in my same right to bear arms to own a bazooka? Why the fuck do you need a bazooka for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell do you need weapons of mass destruction for? But it still should fall under the same thing. You can, man- right. you can manipulate <laughs> <laughs> a law in any way that you want to to benefit yourself but for, right. for in particular for us and i think it has a lot to do with society in a broader picture is that we are still in, in essence we've done a lot better there's been a lot more strides in the black community and we are in my opinion on a revolution where we're becoming not just the majority in the terms of um of racial uh racial numbers in, in America, but the majority in terms of how we are to be viewed as role models and, and things and positivity, you know what I'm saying? Coming from an oppressive, such an oppressive state to where we were. Think about the differences between us in the eighties, nineties to now, right? In terms of how many black people graduate from college now, you know what I mean? How many black people started businesses in the past couple of years? Um, the laws and legislation that are being changed from more people speaking out, you know what I'm saying? And being, and, and, you know, um, and speaking out on behalf of things that have happened in the past. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that there is a more positive change coming up. A lot of things that we need to correct, obviously. But we're still coming from a, an oppressive state. Like, but we're not there yet. We're, we're becoming better. But we're still, there's still a lot of poverty in our community. You know what I mean? There's still a lot of, um, a lot of uh, unemployment in our community. You know what I mean? There's still a lot of scraping and getting by. You know what I mean? The government isn't making this any easier with 
the cost of living rising, yet the median average salary range staying exactly the same and in some places even going down. Um, and I think that creates this, this situation that we were talking about. You know what I'm saying? I think that it, it, it helps manifest and create that. You know what I mean? When you come from that, when you have to be a welfare, when you come from a place of welfare, when you come from a place of economic struggle, there's easy ways and there's hard ways. Right. Unfortunately, child support is being used as an easy way out. Yep. In some instances, not all. All right. I cannot stress enough, not all, but it's being used. It's a tool that's being used in that way. And I feel like if you create, if you change the structure, if you change the foundation in which something is built, it, it can no longer be manipulated mm. if, you, if you build it that way. So if you right. change mm. the way that it's divvied, if you change the way that it's approached, then you'll change the people who abuse the system, just like marijuana, right? You don't want people out there selling drugs and slinging drugs. So what do you do? You create a control of it. The government gets assets. It controls it. It says, okay, we'll go ahead and sell it. We'll distribute it. What does that do? Okay, it brings the number of drug dealers down because I don't need to go to a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it then opens up doors of, okay, well, now you have to expunge records, right? It creates different, but you can't manipulate it anymore. You know, once you start to regulate something and once you start to build more of a concrete foundation in which that cannot be used for, that's what Trump is trying to do now with welfare. The reason he's trying to put, um, and, and, and the reason he's trying to put so many stipulations and so many restrictions on who's eligible and how much we're giving out and so that it can't be abused in what he feels like is abuse. Now, from us, from our communities, we know that these are, people are using this to get the fuck back. You know what I mean? They're doing what they have to do uh, more often than not. But there are some abusers out there. We all know one or two, you know what I'm saying, who do. He, that's what he wants to eliminate, but in a more broader sense. You feel what I'm saying? So that's my only thing. And I don't want to make this whole podcast about child support. Please. No, no, no. no. I, I, think, I think that one thing, you know, just to touch on the, on, on the last two the last point, because I think you said some some very important things there. Uh, just two points that I want to go off of is that uh, it's hard to you know when you talk about people who are used to that living, you know, it's it's hard to not for for, for it's hard to expect for somebody not to, when they're when they're getting assistance to not look at child support as assistance. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, like assistance is one thing. Assistance and a means. Well, to but it. I'm saying for us, I can me and you can decipher the two. Uh -huh. I'm saying for someone who's who's you know when you when you say our government has created these systems and 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 put these things in place for let, let's just put it like this like you said the system's broken oh, like absolutely. let's just let's just let's just say the system the system is broken now you might have a lot of good people using the system in bad ways absolutely but for somebody who, who let's just say yo I'm dirt poor I'm mm -hmm. on Section Eight. And the only money that I had, the only income I had is the support, the child support from the, the man that's, that I had this child with. Mm -hmm. It's, I can't, just like women, women with their bodies with, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, I can't, I can't speaking from somebody who's very, very privileged to not have to deal with certain things and certain, uh, and certain aspects of life that mm -hmm. a lot of people do. It's hard for me to be critical on these people, not saying that what they're doing is right, but, but if that's your only means, how am I, how can I come in and be like, yo, you're bugging for using his money for this, this and that. And this is like, because well, I feel like I feel like I'm not saying I, I don't I don't agree with it either. No, I don't no, agree no, with no, it. No, I, I can't I judge it. So I, I always I put it like this is this has been my feeling on drug dealing, right? And when you put 
a bunch of people in a situation in which you are suffocating their economic um, freedom, right? You are not hiring them for well-paying jobs based on the color of their skin. You're not giving out business loans and other loans um, to, for, so people can better themselves because of racial bias or prejudice. You're not uh, accepting you know, students in higher education schools that benefit more from having a diploma from Harvard than from, you know, or something like that, right? You're doing that on purpose. Then I feel like, what, like you do, what, what, what can you say to the person who wants to sling a little crack rock on the side so that he can feed his family? Like, who am I to tell you that's who you can do or what you shouldn't do? That's but, not saying it's right. I'm right, and it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in the same token, I feel like, that's not, I feel like this, you can, I can respect that. And at the same time, try to still show you a better path. Right. And tell you like, let you know, you know what, this isn't the only way right now. We all know, like, I can, I agree with you. There's some mothers out there who can't find employment. You know what I mean? They got kids, all this other type of stuff. They can't find the time and they need that support and they need to use it for themselves a little bit. Right. And I, and they might abuse the system and I can look at you and say, you know what? I get why you're doing this, right? Let me show you another way so that you don't need to do this anymore because it isn't morally correct or it isn't legally, you know, right or something like that. You know right. what I mean? Um, just like myself, I mean, me personally speaking, I was never, I didn't always have money. There was times where I was eligible for, um, for uh, government assistance and my pride in and of itself didn't want to take it. Like I never right. wanted to be a welfare person. I never wanted to have food stamps. You know what I mean? I, I was like, no, and the, uh, motherfuckers was telling me, yo, these cheese shit's great, my nigga. Like, you go ahead and get a couple of these. You be living, you be good as fuck. And I'm like, I get it. But my pride in and of it just told me, I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go another way about it to go ahead and make sure that I'm taken care of. I feel like you can do the same thing with people without judging them. Like, I'm not judging a person for how they act. I don't judge right. people, right? I mean, unless I'm joking, then I'll be a little judgy. But... I, I don't I judge. Like we all got a little bit. Of, we got a little think, judging. I think it's needed. Like sometimes you gotta judge a motherfucker. But to keep you correct, make sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. I mean, I'm not, not to judge anyone, but I'm saying there's there's a path to be led. There's there's always a better way to do something. Yeah. And if I have the tools and the knowledge to give to to show you that better way, then I can at least say it and still respect what you do. There's a way to do stuff. Like, there's a respectful way to do shit, Agreed. and there's a way not to. But to close out, man, because we've been talking, man, we've been talking for a grip, yo. I can talk to your ass all fucking day. This is what we do, um, bro. This is what this we, is do, we bro. do, I just have one <laughs> question. This is what I've been waiting to get the fuck out about fatherhood. Mm, yes. Slam my motherfucking body, right? And that's about this generational shit. I argue with old niggas on Facebook all fucking day. Okay, this is what I do. Normally, it's about sports, right? But... Most old niggas talk about sports. Old niggas sports. <laughs> don't listen. If you was born after like ninety, right? Don't try to talk to motherfuckers born like seventy five. Look, okay? could you think about how many podcasts would be would have been started in the barbershops? <laughs> none of them would have made sense. Like that's the fuck. Like none of them shits would have been. But an old bunch of old niggas <laughs> each other and shit. You know what I'm saying? Talking about right. how John Havlicek was like, I don't got time for him. Just <laughs> <laughs> fuck about Bob Cruz. Okay. Word. So, <laughs> all right, but this is what I'm saying. Okay, I, I argue with a lot of old folk, and I see a lot of older people, um, especially when it comes to this generational thing. Now, millennials, 
right? That whole millennial generation X, you know, you know, all that good. That, that, that debate has been going on for a while. Right, right. It's something that it, when it comes to fatherhood, I read, I read articles all the time. I was actually reading an article before the podcast started. It was entitled, hold on, because I, I love the title here because it was just so honest and open. Um, I was wrong about black fatherhood. Like that's, that's the title. And in the, in the, in the article, it was in the Seattle Times. And in the article, it was basically, it was, it was very um, basic, a basic level of understanding of black fatherhood, but essentially saying, hey, the, the, the stereotype is that black fathers aren't there. And then look how many black fathers showed up, like that type of thing. Um, but I, I, I guess when it comes to, to speaking with older people, right? And th- they like to blame our generation for the way that the younger generation has been acting. Um, fathers not being there, either being incarcerated or, you know, not being involved or blah, 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 blah. What we've been talking about all day, especially when it comes to raising, is everything is mirrored. Actions are mirrored, right? Um, everything is learned behavior. Behavior is learned. So in essence, if we are considered in our generation as not the greatest father, something that I would debate thoroughly, right? Because I feel like my generation is very, very involved as a, as a totality when it comes to their kids. Um, is there some blame that can be passed on to the previous generation on how we currently parent? <clears throat> and father, now think about it. Think about it like this. Now let me add some context to it, okay? We were born in the 90s. Right? That means our parents were more than likely either born in the 60s or 70s. Okay, if you had an older parent, they were born in the late 50s, right? But normally, or, or early 60s. My mom was 52. 52, right? My dad was 66, all right? Um, either born in the 50s or 60s, more than likely if they had babies around in their 20s and 30s. Um, not a lot of us had 80s babies. Right, we weren't. A lot of us weren't weren't had '80s parents. Right, those were like the late '90s kids and the early 2000s kids with the '80s parents. So, our parents really went through that last generation of, in my opinion, of the strong family household. Right, like I said, if you think about after an emancipation, after slavery, black people and families were almost synonymous. Right, that's where you get the big family aspect. It comes mostly from, I believe, the black culture. Right, um, you couldn't name me a house without a mother and a father. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, father was out there working, mom was out there taking care of the household, or whatever it was. But that's the generation our parents came from. Everything is being is learned behavior. If we're not accomplishing what we need to, now this might sound a little bit like past the blame, but it's it's an honest question. Is there any blame that could be levied onto the previous generation, onto our parents, as to how we currently conduct ourselves? Somebody said something before you answer. One thing. <coughs> I think it was Bibby. Little Bibby said, if you're a street dude and your kids are street, still street kids, you failed as a parent. Right. right? Basically, Odin, and the way I took it is, it's up to your generation to show the next generation the right way to do things. And if our generation is being blamed on the way that we're parenting our kids, does not that have does that not have a direct correlation on our parents and on the previous generation? Is there some blame that can be passed on to them, or is it just all on us? All right, so that is very like because I, I have a lot of points about that. So, I'm right, so let's break this down. So, yes, our 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 generations before us have definitely shaped the way we parent mm-hmm. 
Good or bad. I remember um, it's it's funny conversations that you have with certain people. I remember um, having a conversation with Terry. Um, for those who don't know Terry, Terry is a very interesting character. And um, he goes, uh, it, it was the, the illest thing he's ever said to, to me. Like, and it's so simple, but it's, it made a lot of sense. He said, you're either going to be like your parents or not. I like that, you know, something so simple. I'm like, cool. So now over the years, it just keeps replaying, keeps replaying, keeps replaying, keeps replaying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like most of the times for me, I've 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 taken I've taken that and I've taken the best qualities from my from my parents. Mm-hmm. My father, man, like my father is a provider mm-hmm. to this to this to this day. To this day. Like to this day. Mm-hmm. Like my man's full, yo, like couple weeks ago i'm like yo pops pockets is kind of low my man's like put four tires on my wife's car like mm. you know what i'm saying like and i'm like pops i got you he's like hey, no need i just right. want to make sure my nephew my, i mean my uh my god i mean my grandson is fine mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's a provider when you're like i'm paying for i'm paying for my comfort knowing that my grandchild it's is fine right you know right. what i'm saying like that's a different type of taking care of your family Right. You know what I'm saying? And for my mom, she's just very nurturing. And from, you know, from day one, it's like, you know, I've always nurtured my son in a sense, like people say, help man, like, that's really nice. Like, yeah, you know, I want my son to not look at men as somebody who I have to compete with at, at all times, because mm-hmm. I think that that breeds something in us that, that we have to be at odds with each other like you know this brotherhood like i'm not looking at you you know or it's not working he just knocked down the kids gate so um i'm not looking at you or any other my brothers as competition i'm looking to learn from you i'm looking that you know if i need a fucking hug i need a hug you know what i'm saying i've been pounding but so i feel like we take things from our parents subconsciously as well you See, know what I'm i feel exactly what you're saying my thing is i think there's it's a it's a it's a very interesting complex question it's a yes or a no it's yes and no yes in a sense is what i said a lot earlier in the beginning of the podcast and why fathers i feel like black fathers are very very important not only to their own kids but to the community is because examples you learn from behavior when you're a baby you hang around other babies and they do baby shit right but they're learning from each other you know what right. I'm saying? They're learning the environment they're, that they're currently in. Um, and that's life is, 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 is learning something new every single day. And so when you're, um, how can I put it like this? When you have, when your parents didn't show you the certain examples, right? Didn't show you how to be, let's, let's take emotions, for example. Didn't, didn't have a lot of emotional intelligence, so they didn't show you affection. It's hard for you to know how you can either do one of two things. You can either be a direct contradiction of it um, and, and, and do nothing but shower your kids with love. Or like you said, you can be your parents and, right. you know, not, but I can't, if somebody ends up being that way. So the, the bigger point is, is if these, these, these kids nowadays, if they don't know how to parent, they don't know how to father. I got to blame my generation. Well, but that, but that, well, well, see, that's where I was getting to is like, yeah. now let's get to now. Now, what I said was I learned those things off my parents, but that was consciously. Right. 
I picked, I said, man, my dad's like this and my mom's like this. But now let's get to the subconsciousness of it. Uh Now we're getting into the point where now you're just passing on the hurt to your children. You're just Mm -hmm. passing on the pain that goes along with the relationships, that goes along with the, you know, I I remember we we had a conversation. It's like, man, when you think about it, just think about all your friends, bro. Mm -hmm. How many of us had a parent, uh, have two parents in the household? Like, like, I was one of the only ones. Yeah, like seriously, bro. Like for real. Yeah. And um and and now we get into a sense of like this. Now we go to the relationships. Now then this is gonna bring a full circle for me. Mm-hmm. Now we talk about dating. Now you learn that eight like literally you learn how to talk from your parents, right? right. They're literally teaching your parents are your first teachers. Right. Now, if you go with you go 10 years or or 20 years, most people get into relationships around like 16. You start messing with girls or girls start messing with boys around maybe like 12 or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, you have never seen love. You have never seen a man love on a woman. You've never seen a woman love on a man. Right. So now from that aspect, it's like now we're just dating, but now we're just bl- both blind. At, we're just like, yo, I, I dig you because now I'm attracted to women. You're attracted to men because you're, you know, a woman or vice versa, even for, you know, the L- LBGT community, mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. Um, people, you know. We're going to get that. We're going to work on that. LGBT. Right. We're going to work on it. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. this is the first time I ever said it out loud. I guess. But that, that, uh, the, the community that, that are, is now getting light shed on them, it's like most of these people, most, not these people, but most of, 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 of that community, they can't even fathom what love is because they've never even seen it in their way before. And, that's what I, and see, this is what I'm saying. When you see, and I agree with that, right? I agree 100%. It goes down to a deeper psychology than just, this is what your parents told you or not. Right. Because like I said, you can either be that way or you can be the opposite. It's it, each one has its effect. Like you, you, the, in your very same situation, you've never seen love before. You don't know what love is. Wow. Yet, yet, you strive, <laughs> yet you strive to fulfill this idea of what you may think love is, right? Because everything love is might be direct contradiction of what you never had. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want to strive to be. So it could go either way. But here's my thing. When you hear, and a lot of things that you hear this from, you have to put this back into more of a systemic conversation because it is the older crowd who creates the legislation, who creates the government and the system in which we live in, who, who, who allows certain doors for opportunity to become open, who are the ones being the most overly critical? You know what I'm saying? Who are the ones who are pointing the finger and saying, okay, it's up to you guys to, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a father. You're not being there, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing when I bring into the women, like you said, full circle, into the women in the relationship aspect. I never had a father to teach me how to be a father, yet I'm being forced to the situation that I didn't plan for, right? Yeah. And now I have to all of a sudden learn how to be a dad. I understand the difficulty of it, but if you have to associate the blame, when the child, if your child, not saying yours in particular, but if your child later on in his future, something is something isn't quite right there um, emotionally, uh, socially, um, you know, it's financially. I, I'm going to look back at the parent regardless. For you know sure. what I'm saying? I'm going to look back and say, do everything that you could have done. But what's the big? What's the number one phrase? Now, I'm gonna get you. What's the number one phrase that black people use when they're trying to build and establish something for a fa- for their family and their kids? I want to give my kids everything that I didn't have growing up, right? That's the one thing I've heard. I want to do this so my kids didn't have to live the life that I lived growing up, right? There's a reason you live the life that you live. 
It's because your parents either were limited or restricted or didn't do enough to have that exact same mentality. It's I'm going to better be better than my dad was. I'm going to be better than my mother was. I'm going to give my kids a different life than what I grew up with. A lot of people give their kids the exact same life that they grew up with modernized. Right. Just, that's it, just with a different twist because it's a little bit, a couple years later, right? We didn't have, when we got old, when we were young, right? When we and you was kids when you was growing up, we talked, we went outside, we played, but then phones started coming out and shit, right? We grew up on like Motorola Razors and Sidekicks. Oh, we had them bitches. You know what I'm saying? When texting and IMing started coming out, oh, we was deep into that shit. When face, when social media first, when MySpace was popping, we was all over that motherfucking shit. Right. This generation does the exact same thing, just a little bit more modern. Well, and it's like, check this out though, bro. Check this out, right? Let me, let me, let me, me kind of intervene one time because what I'm hearing is that you know, when people say that, they think money. People are like, I'm going to make sure my child got everything I didn't have. But right. we don't take an account of... Yo, he went off with that. Yeah, he, this is his thing. Um, we don't take an account of what mentally does that mean? Are you going to provide the same household structure? Are you going to provide the same love and affection that you didn't get or that you did get? Because I feel like we're like, most of the times that, that literally, I'm going to hit the lottery. I'm going I'm to get this good job and I'm going to take care of my family. A lot of the times that just means like, I wanted a toy when I was like 10 and my dad was like, I can't afford that. But right. in reality, you know, what, what else were you lacking? What about, you know, actually having, like, seriously, I've never had a, like, sit, like, God's honest truth, the, the realest, my, <laughs> the realest conversation I ever had with my dad, like, seriously, and I'm, I'm 28, is I was going through a breakup, and my dad, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I could get over this, and my dad was like, is there more women, <laughs> like, in the world? I was like... Yeah, he was like, hey, you'll be fine. Like, suck it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, you know, or, or 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 the second uh secondary conversation is like, man, dad, this woman stressing me out, and he's like, I, I don't let nobody occupy occupy the space in my mind unless they paying rent. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not lessons. That's just some slick shit to say to make it seem like I'm very very unbothered by right. any of this shit. So. Right. But money-wise, yeah, my dad, I mean, you see me in high school, but my dad, I had the shoes, I had this and that. But 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 I had to literally consciously say, I'm going to be a great dad because I'm going to talk to my son. Yeah, I think that that's learned, that all of that is learned from, um, like I said, just experience. And especially now, I think the access to information has also boosted that as well. I think that we've had a... A change, right, in in into how we view society as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a there's a change to how we how we view society as a whole now. And like I said, we 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 have more access to information on how on mental health, right, Right. on financial wealth and health, on uh, physical health. Like we've we 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 understand what it means to I think now to be more self aware to what it truly means to be happy. Because now we've had more opportunities and there's some more doors that are opening up for us for that happiness. And I do feel like, you know, financially there is kind of a, 
uh, a mutual exclusivity, if you will, between financial uh, stability and freedom and overall happiness and the feeling that, yeah, it's not just the, I can get to buy my kids the new game when they want it or a new pair of shoes when they ask for it, but I'm able to not become stressed because I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I know that I can bring food in my house and pay for my shit in my house and not have to worry about how I'm going to pay for the next bills or the next round right. later on. You know what I'm saying? That leaves me as a parent with a lot less stress, which allows me more time to be more of an emotional uh, uh, emotional part with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Or to be more involved when it comes to their mental health or their schooling or something like that. You know what I mean? To fill in those little holes because unfortunately we live in a society in which the, you know, the almighty dollar kind of controls a lot of our aspects in life, whether we realize it or not. You know what I mean? As much as we want to be... Um, as much as we want to be uh, overly conscious and say, no, that's not the end all be all money. Isn't everything. No, but it ties into a lot of shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I've become a lot less stressed out as my income has increased. And that's because I, my, most of my stress came from the lack of income. Like I had to worry about like, but now I'll make a little more bread, you know, it's not completely stress-free, but you know, it's getting there. So I don't know. I think that there's a lot of, um, I don't know, man. I think we can actually go on this all day. I just realized we've been talking about this shit for almost two fucking hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, my, like to the, to the last point, Yeah. Um, I think that in reality, our generation, as much as it seems doom and gloom sometimes, I really feel like our generation is the, the generation that is able to heal from all of the negative bullshit that has just been happening just to our community over these these years. I mean, I think that we conversations like this wasn't happening uh, no. 30 years ago. No. They just went, the, the, what you did was you shut the fuck up, the you went to work in that fucked up ass steel fucking uh, company that was giving you fucking cancer and had it asbestos and you worked until you died and you paid the bills and then your kids went off to college and went in the debt. Like, like that was, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was that was success back then. Like, you right. know, so now at, you know, at, you know, um, I'm pretty sure at some point you, you and, uh, you and sis would have a, uh, have a child and, you know, now I feel like, um, people can learn from our peers now. Look, Before, I'm learning from DJ Khaled every day. My child will um, be just like a side. I um, love DJ Khaled as a father. Um, I hate him as a DJ. I, uh, well, I, I look, him. we're not going to talk about his album, which wasn't good, by the way. At um, all. It wasn't At good. Okay. all. Real quick, just because we're talking about fathers, father of a side, um, my official rating on that was a six out of 10. Uh, he should not be in the back of Maybachs with his shirt open talking about mystery albums and not being number one. He should be grateful he got number two. After all the publishing, publicity he put out, the fact he dropped a video for like every track and it did absolutely nothing for him. I mean, look, I love DJ Khaled. I think he's a, I think he was a really, really dope. I love the way he is as a father. I love the way he is as a businessman, right? I love how affirmative he is and how much he takes so much pride in himself in, in speaking in your dreams. It's very inspirational. Right. I love it. And all, love all, all of that shit. But yo, if he makes one more of the same exact album again, I'm going to lose my motherfucking mind. This is the third straight album that sound like the other two albums. Like, yes. That's what it sound like. Yes. He's like, he has a template now and he's like, he has a template. I don't like that shit. The same <laughs> thing. Right, damn. You know what, man? But nah, yo, look, listen, we could talk all day. 
of that. That's for sure. Talk all day, but we all got things to do, man. I don't want to uh, keep dragging on this podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, not dragging on. Fuck am I talking about? This is great conversation. Uh, but, you know, we got time limits and shit. Well, one, one, I, this is my first one, so uh, I mean. Hey, I, nobody's just, blaming you on shit, right? Like, I, this, listen, nobody, I'm not, listen, my podcast is done from a second bedroom in my two-bedroom apartment. Okay, I've been doing this for about three months now. Okay, three or four months. And I am nowhere near a professional. My ultimate goal is to get my own studio with my own equipment and a nice team so I can do interviews and laugh and you can actually travel to me and come into a building and all that shit. Right. Until then, this is the most unorthodox, unprofessional ass podcast that I'm going to produce. Like and fuck, as long as it's goddamn entertaining, then I could give a shit. The you damn title. The title should be blowing bubbles. I'm not. I will never. That's no. That sounds <laughs> so gay. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to blow on bubbles. Hey man, because I was blowing bubbles, man. Nigga, this ain't your podcast. That's what you need to like. You can name your podcast hey, "Blowing Bubbles in Business" with Darnell and shit. <laughs> like, hey, I was just saying. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a, a movie, lot of man. things you could do with that. <laughs> but, um, no, man. I want to thank you, bro. Thank you for being a special guest on my podcast. Oh man, you already know. I definitely uh, hope, hope to be on more, more. Oh, I should be on. I'm gonna try. Like I said, I'm gonna try to get your wife on, man. We're gonna do a mother's podcast on a Mother's Day. I kind of messed out on it. My bad. Um, we like, almost missed Father's Day. I ain't even tell you, man. I had a fucking ear infection, a sinus infection. I almost crashed the car the other day. What? Yes. <laughs> What? Wait, okay. That was crash. All right, we're going to talk about that as soon as I get up there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous, okay? But no, so thank you, man. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Make It Make Sense Podcast, man. Until next time, I will see y'all motherfuckers later. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Face, and I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Make It Make Sense podcast. Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. I want to hear your criticisms, I want to hear your feedback, and I want to hear your opinions on what we were talking about today, all right? Remember, I'm trying to make this the best podcast possible, and for that, I would love the fan input, so go ahead and make sure you holler at me one time, all right? Thank you again for listening to the podcast, and until next time, I will see y'all later.